0: Hello
1: and welcome to Ramstalk. Well, we are in a lot better mood today. Um, two wins on the bounce, one against Exeter and one yesterday against Burton Albion. The first time since late January, I believe, that we've won two on the bounce. So we're feeling good tonight and we're we're feeling positive. Joining me, as always, the familiar faces, familiar sounds. Uh, first up, Mr. Scary Chicken, Callum Bucock, how are you doing, mate?
2: I'm <laughs> all right, mate, how are you?
1: Did you think I was going to go with that one? You gave me a few. Could have been a lot worse. Yeah, it could have
2: been a. Come on, yeah, let's keep this podcast PG and uh, <laughs> right for Spotify.
1: That's it. <laughs> also, Mr. Long, mate, continue. And I'm hoping we hear that today. Uh, Vic Singh, how are you doing, Vic?
3: I'm good, Jamie, how are you?
1: All good, mate. Much better for yesterday. And finally, Mr Koi Carp. If he sat in a pond, he still wouldn't be a Koi carp. Chris Matthews Redwood. How you doing, mate?
4: Hello, mate. I'm all good, thanks. All good.
1: Good stuff. Well, two games to talk about. Obviously, the, the midweek game uh, we'll cover first against Exeter. I'd say both weren't convincing, really. You guys might disagree. I don't know, but... A surprise, I guess, Callum, to, to see a change, obviously, a change in formation, change in personnel, a bit more experience coming into that back line um, and Max Bird back into the midfield. Were you support, surprised to see that to begin with?
2: Yeah, initially. I mean, when you look at um, the ways, kind of like, I put it in the group chat, didn't I? This, that a couple of days ago, were saying the, the fact he's got a winning formula end of um, it, the fact that we stopped the rut uh, that we were in and and got two or three games unbeaten at the time. And then, as I say, was we expecting Mendes Lang to be up top with McGoldrick? Probably not. Um, But it's at the end of the day, it's got three points now, two times uh, on the bounce. And, uh, like we said, there's certain players in in that lineup who we probably wouldn't expect to be probably near the starting eleven. Curtis Davis being one who's been who's been really good and assured uh, Max Burke kind of cementing him back uh, his place in the midfield, and like I said, with uh, Mendes Lang um, pairing with McGoldrick up top, and it's working um so as uh, Vic would say long may it continue
1: Well Vic, he's got it in before you. I think we need to uh-huh. we need to boot boot him out. <laughs> Callum talked there about Curtis Davis. He's too old. He can't walk. He can't run. Um his, his Achilles' heels are made of cheese strings. We've heard it all. But what a statement from Curtis Davis to, to come out and, and put in that
3: battling performance. That's like they say, the uh the old dog still got it. Um he's put in a good performance, he's 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 probably provided the experience that we probably needed at this point of the season. Um, Reassured the back three, which is again, it's all a bonus. He he did make a mistake against Burton. I I can't uh, I can't brush against that. But
0: Mm.
3: overall, over the last two games, he's really been steady. He's literally led like a captain and it's probably what we needed. It's probably we needed the leader to sort of grab, grab it by the grab it by the scruff of the neck and take charge of it and it's probably why we've got the six points. So uh, long may that continue. <laughs>
1: Chris, Chris has got an opportunity for a long may it continue hat-trick now. Um, Chris, we've been talking off-air, on-air about needing some pace up front alongside Didsey. There was probably a few, well, he, he could have gone with Dobbin. He went with Mendez Lang. Who again we've been saying for so long needs a rest, looks very jaded. Actually, over the last two, he looks back to his best, doesn't he?
4: I wouldn't say back, back to his best. I think he's been a lot, lot better. Um, I don't think anyone would have been more, more surprised than him to be played up front. Um, say we I think all of us, well, we're going on the group chat, weren't we, Tuesday night? What on earth is he is he doing here? But it worked. Um, and I think a lot of faith has been restored um in in Paul Warren after the last two games. But no, Mendez Lang, he, he's shown glimpses of what of, of what he can do again. I still think he's not near where he was, say, October, November last year. But if he's coming into form now, and if we do make the make the playoffs, long may it continue. <laughs> he's done it. He's done it.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I think Mendes Lang is one of them players that you you feel like he's got so much to add, and I feel like over the last two, I've I've seen, I've seen him back to his best. I know you've you've said there that potentially there's there's some comparisons to be made back in kind of late November, December, but if he can keep up this form, I think he's going to be vital alongside alongside McGoldrick. Callum, we were talking just off air. Everything's everything's positive at the moment. We are in that playoff place. We are holding the cards. We've got two difficult games to, to kind of come up come up with. Um, are, are you worried at the moment that David McGoldrick is the only person that looks like scoring for Derby?
2: Yeah, I mean, as we said, we, we were chatting just before we went live and, and it's where you go uh, in terms of getting the other goals. As I say, um, I mean, Tom Barkay's <laughs> and went one-on-one and I mean, I wasn't confident he was going to put it in the net. Um, and uh, and as I say... Neither was he. <laughs> but McGoldrick's kind of looking at it going, he, without him uh, carrying the, the the team on on his back the last two games, we wouldn't be anywhere near the playoffs. So with the results elsewhere going the way they have. So um, now we've had um, probably over the last two, three months, uh, uh, a weird time with goal scoring. It's kind of dropped two players here and there and, and McGoldrick's kind of been just that consistent player um, with the goals um as he as he always has all season and when you look at uh the weekend and on against Exeter um, there was no clear-cut chances falling elsewhere and as I say going into the playoffs, do you do you need a number nine or a number, or a striker who's who's banging in the, the goals and going into the playoffs with form? Yes, but you also need the players around him to do the same thing because otherwise, one injury, one uh, game where he doesn't turn up, um, we are banging trouble. So so yeah, so it does worry me a little bit. It's but as long as he is scoring, then at least we've got a chance.
1: Yeah. No, I definitely agree. And as long as we're winning games, you don't really care. I think the reason why I asked that is I think first half wasn't his tip. He wasn't his typical self, had some strapping around his um, arm and, and kind of fingers as well. I don't know yeah. what happened there. I don't know if you guys know. He probably what, broke
2: what his happened. fingers by the looks of it.
1: It looked yeah. like that, didn't it? Um, and I thought maybe that was playing a part. But yeah, <laughs> as soon as I tweeted out that he doesn't look his normal self, um, he then goes and. Uh, well, he, he had that shot that was kind of tipped around the post, um, and then a few minutes later was was doing a a no look penalty. Um, I mean, it takes <laughs> Vic, it takes some some kind of player to stare the keeper right in the eyes and not look where his his feet are going, I guess. But but that's typical, David McGoldrick.
3: He just uses class, and he, like we've said all season, he's probably too good for this league. Um, he's on what twenty five goals. The last time we said that was Vidra, so. Uh, he's been in. He's in. He's been in great form. I think he's got six. Six of our last seven goals have actually come through him. So even going back to the point you got, you made with Callum about where the goals might come from, I just think yesterday in particular we were just unlucky. The keeper, Burton keeper, had a, had a smashing game. Lucky like made quite a few good saves from various different players. And another day they'd have gone in and we'd have won that five nil. But um, yeah, David McGoldrick is literally carrying this team into the playoffs and, and hopefully he can take us all the way to Wembley and. We get out, we get the uh, well, for me, third time lucky, but we get that nice <laughs> where we get to go finally through the playoffs. But uh, yeah, David McGoldrick without him, um, struggle. But again, I don't know if mind. you
4: guys, um, don't know if you guys remember, but um, Cameron Jerome did very similar for us about mm-hmm. four or five years back. Literally, his goals without his goals, we'd have finished mid table. So it, he is so important in it, but. Other players do need to start chipping in. That was a while ago. I think that was under Rowett, wasn't it? Yeah. That
2: was it. Yeah. Yeah. And we went and played, we lost to Fulham in the semis. But yeah, no, you, you are right. I think it's, you, you just need that player who takes you in. And, and we, we were saying, Vic, uh, I think last week, where you go. You just, you, In terms of the playoffs, you just want to be that team in form. And if we're mm-hmm. that sixth team who everyone always says you don't want to play the team who finishes sixth, because usually it's a team in form and at the moment we're that team. So if uh, so, if we can just sneak in there and then, as I say, anything can happen in the playoffs, we'll just go
1: with it. Yeah, we've definitely hit form at the right time, but we obviously we needed to. Um, mm. and, and like we're saying here and like we've said off air, I think we've got the trickier fixtures. I know, like I say, we, we hold the cards here, um, but there's going to be some more twists and turns. With Derby County, it's always the way. <laughs> I think Pompey at home, you know, yes, they haven't got anything realistically to play for. Now they're out of the playoff picture, but they're still a good side. And then Sheffield Wednesday away, I mean, <laughs> it just reeks of them getting revenge for for what happened a, a few, a few well, a few seasons ago with regards to us sending them down. So, there is um there's definitely a few twists in the tail, but let's see what let's see what happens. We'll we'll continue to keep positive. Um, Chris, I, I wanted to talk to you about Jason Knight. Um he's obviously found himself in this right wing back position. I mean, he's played everywhere this year. He's missed a reliable, he's missed hundred percent. You know what you're getting from from Jason Knight, but could we see him in his best position under Paul Warren in that right wing back position?
4: Well, that's where he started the season, wasn't it? Maybe not right wing back, but he started at right back. And I thought in the early weeks of the season, he was one of our best players. Um, so yeah, there's absolutely no reason why not. But it is fantastic having someone like that, Mister U- Mister Utility, who can fill in, ed- who can fill in anywhere. Um, but if you know, it looks like Warren he wants this three five two, or at least this, the. The, the three at the back and the two up top so why not you know he's 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 proven he he's proven he can do it um, for me it's just sorting the left side out now as well
1: OK so do you, do you think that Hayden Roberts is that is that player that's going to nail down that position because I think I do
4: I hope that- so I really yeah. hope so but if, if, if he's here next season we, we don't know that yet do we
1: yeah, I mean, there's there's rumours that he wants to stay. Um, I did put out on on Twitter earlier about the first piece of business that we need to do is to to lock him down and, and get him through the door. I'm not sure how it works with compensation and different things like that because he's under the age of 20. But as far as I'm concerned, he's out of contract. So he's, he's up for grabs. I don't know if you know anything mm-hmm. about that, Callum.
2: No, I, th- I think um, when you looked at the way League One operates uh, and the way the transfers work, you see teams buying people out the last six months of the contract, and that's almost like the transfer fee, and, and then the way that's the way it goes and stuff. So, I wouldn't see any reason as to why we can't. It's just whether he wants to say if we don't go up, we- he-, he wants to stay in League One, and or wants to have a go at the Championship, uh, and obviously for the suitors who probably. Um, are looking at his performances and want to snap him up Um, whether there's people else elsewhere in in terms of clubs um, looking at him looking at Knight that's the only thing that worries me if we don't go up Um, there's a couple of players that probably we're used to them just coming back in the summer Um, and Knight is one of them obviously he's been here since he was a a young one and uh, and it's one of them where it could this could be the year if we don't go up where we lose those sort of players Knight, no, cash in i'd be very worried about losing them and hayden roberts even coming back
1: yeah no i i agree i think you're you're right there um and we know a certain mr a is a is a fan um he also brought <laughs> him into the club so i did see a, a talk of that of maybe that Hull would be would be interested and you'd imagine there would be probably some championship teams at age twenty. Um, his future is ahead of him, and he's he's you know putting some really good performances this season for Derby. And I think he can make that position his own till the end of the season. And if we are able to get him, I think we, he could be a regular for for Derby for years to come. Maybe we've got another Craig Forsyth situation there at uh, that that position. Um, Vic want to talk to you about Conor Hurahan. I know that we talked about him in in the group chat. You were quite impressed with him yesterday and I think impressed him against Exeter as well. Was that right?
3: Yeah, yeah. I think he he quietly went about his business without doing too much. He did everything that you would expect him to do. Um, Went under the radar, obviously, because of the, maybe the formation change and did he get in the goals. But quietly he's getting back in his business he's getting around the field he doesn't stop running um again which i thought he might have gassed by now but he's proving me wrong um and he's probably doing what we need him to do at this stage of the season i think even with the running into the playoffs the key thing is going to be experience as well as the momentum we've got playoff winners in this side now with the whole with mcgoldrick and davis and so forth so that's going to be key in trying to get us over the line and then obviously seeing if we can play. So at the moment, it looks like Sheffield Wednesday or whoever finishes third is going to be demoralised anyway. Um, but yeah, I'm impressed with Horahan. Uh, hopefully, he keeps that up. Um, and he looks like a revitalised player under one, which is nice to see.
1: Yeah, he's te- still tearing his tearing his lungs around in the last couple of <laughs> moments of games and, and trying to get to everything, closing people down. So, uh, yeah, I agree. I think he, he has... Found a new lease of life under under Paul Warren. Um, Vic said there, Chris, I, I guess about experience. And, and we've seen the likes of Huruhan. Um, you know, obviously, Curtis Davis come back into the side, Fozzie. How key is experience going to be, not just for the remaining two, remainder two games, but also those playoff places as well? And is there a trade-off between experience and legs, for example?
4: Oh, play, um, I think experience is huge in playoffs. Um, I, you know, you 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 look back at the some of some of the teams we played against in the championship playoffs, who you know weren't necessarily very good on paper. Hull, for example, being being one of them, that they they weren't a very entertaining team, but they had a lot of experience, um, and that's what we've got, and I think. Where that might have been a disadvantage mid-season when players were, were getting really leggy, I think in the playoffs when, you know, it's a three, well, it's a two game shootout and then the final, isn't it? It will be about that experience and being a little bit clever and, um you know, quietening, uh, quietening away crowds. Um, And I do think it will be Wednesday if we get in that we play and playing them three games on the trot will be really interesting. But for me, the likes of Curtis Davis is going to be invaluable for us. And I think if we do end up scraping our way out of this league this season, it's going to be through massive performances from the likes of him and Didzi. Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. Then again, I mean, is it... Cal, is it too much to put on these old heads? Because they they will have to, as much as they've got that experience, they're going to have to be at their very best. I mean, McGoldrick at the moment, you, you can rely on. But as Vic said there against Burton, Curtis did make a mistake. And if you make mistakes against the teams in the playoffs, you're not going to get away with it, are you?
2: No, I think it was, uh, I, I said to my, uh, my brother, who, who came with me, I said, uh, you watch Davis, will do something. He'll do something. Uh, and uh, bless him, it, it's, it's not, not and he doesn't do it on purpose, but it it's always seems to be something that uh, just just lapse of concentration. He's like our Harry Maguire at the moment. Um, and the way you, you, you look at the way he operates, experience is, is key. Um, going into those playoffs. I think when you say which team would we probably have, um, I mean, I just don't want Ipswich um, going into this because Ipswich are just, uh, for me, the best team in the league. Um, And when you're going up against maybe a a team who's demoralised, who's just missed out on a promotion, um, automatic promotion, that is, we just need those who are in and around our squad who aren't going to get those loose heads. And because we've got a lot of young t- uh, talents and, and as well as the, the experienced players we're talking about uh, and who've never gone through this at all. Um, they, this will be their first time going into a playoff campaign. I mean, the real the likes of Max Birds and, and Knights and stuff have only known over the last two, three years, relegation battles and stuff. So this is all new to them. So I think uh, we need the Curtis Davises, the Connor Horahans, um, even like the James Chesters who... Warden at Villa uh, who aren't even in the squad because of injury will be massive so so yeah so I think we just need everyone to pull together and I think the the good harmony at the moment that's currently going on um, is only going to obviously help and improve us.
1: Yeah you talk about that good harmony I know Vic you said last week there's potentially something going on behind the scenes Um, I'm not saying that you're (laughs) you're wrong by any stretch but Yesterday, full-time whistle. I know, obviously, media can spin pictures and make things look better than they are. But it, it generally looked like all the players were, were kind of really happy with the result. Um, and it does feel like there is that harmony. Was it a case of a blip? What, what do you think with regards
3: to that, that poor form and, and putting it behind us? Um, I still think there's something going on behind the scenes. Um, but <laughs> I think I think the team got a collective idea now of, look, we're not this far off the playoffs. It's in our hands now. Let's go and finish the job. Uh, because they know if they get promoted, more than likely their wages will go up. Um, Paul probably already had the conversations about who he wants to keep, and maybe some of them are playing for their contracts as well. Um, maybe he might have said that if you show me the next few games. You can do it. I'll. i want to keep you next season. It. It could be a number of factors, but it's nice to see the harmony. I think the the, the form has come at the right time. The the obviously it was evident at full time that everyone was really happy with all the hugs going around, and we need that going forward now for the next two. Ga- well, we can look at these as two cup finals. What's um, yeah. like Love Island, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, imagine the season's that crazy that we if we win on Saturday against Portsmouth and Peterborough lose, playoffs confirmed. That's how crazy it is at the minute. We lose on Saturday, then it goes to the final day. Now I'm pretty sure none of us want to go to final day drama. We've had enough of it over the last few years. But, um, yeah, no, it's good to see the harmony. But I think there's probably players out there that are probably playing for their contracts. that want to try and earn their way into Warren's squad. Um but yeah, the good vibes are the good vibes continuing. Let's keep that going and put to the playoffs. Take the take the momentum, take the the form and take everything that goes with it. And let's go and win.
1: Yeah, for sure. Well let's see. Let's see what happens. I'm not sure what's gonna happen this time next Sunday, whether we're all gonna be smiling or, or looking pretty glum, but I suppose <laughs> that's the ro- that's the roller coaster of being a derby fan. Vic said there about players obviously outgoing, Chris. There's going to be a bit of change in that respect because Warren will want to bring his own men in. um, And with everything, there's going to be players that are going to move on. He's obviously come out this week. And I suppose he's quite casually saying about McGoldrick, isn't he? He's kind of saying, yeah, if he wants to be here, he can be here. Everyone talking about how he lives just down the road, how it's easy for him. Do you see David McGoldrick in a Derby shirt next season?
4: I think he'd be pretty silly to leave, to be honest. If if we if we go up, I cannot see any other reason why McGoldrick would go. Um, you know, he's he's loved. He's in the twilight years of his k- career. He's just hit his best career goal scoring form. I know it's been in league in in League One, but look at the quality out there in League One. You know, it's not an easy league as we've as 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 we found out, but. I wouldn't be surprised if he stays and I wouldn't be surprised if he was made captain next season if we go up. And to be honest even if we even if we don't go up I can still I can still see him see him staying. Um, say when you when you've got something good don't mess it up and I think um Warren really likes him the fans really like him he really likes the club um, and why rock why rock the boat? You know, does does he want another change of scenery at 35, 36 when he's probably only got one maximum two more seasons left? I don't, I don't think so. So, I think he'd be wise to to stay, and obviously, we'd love him too No, no matter what league we're in.
1: Yeah, do you agree, Callum? Vic, do you think
2: he'll be he'll yeah be in year? Yeah, no, I'm 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 in agreement with what Chris said. I said it's one of them. His age, can you see him uh, wanting to? to hop clubs probably not so it's probably working out our favor his age um in terms of wanting to stay and uh, and as chris said i think uh, everyone at the club will will want him all the players love him um by the sounds of it everyone adores him uh, behind the scenes so it's and all the fans do as well i mean you saw his reception when he uh, got his um little moment of being subbed uh, yes uh, yesterday and and it's the same... if he continues to do it and gets everything on the pitch, the way he's going, I'll, I'll take him in a heartbeat.
3: Yeah. yeah, I think he's made he's made Derby his own mini and that's probably the mm. key thing him staying. I don't think, I don't think he'll even if we don't go. Up. I think he'll stay here because I think Derby is his club now. A bit similar to the Davis situation, we called Davis Mr Derby. My God, you can be that as well. Um, and like we said, he's in his, his 35, 36. Does he really want to move? Will he really perform the way he's performing at this in the championship who knows but in league one you're guaranteed to get 20 plus goals with mcgoldrick in your side so yeah um i think he'll stay regardless
1: yeah well a man on youtube has said that he would love mcgoldrick <laughs> at orient um first good though, friend thanks, of mine Am- yeah.
2: Amanor. what you're doing what are you doing mate you ain't you, you, you wouldn't get him to lace your boots he's <laughs> not going anywhere you can well, have a coach davis if you want <laughs>
1: Yeah, Curtis has said that he wants to play for Orient, doesn't he? Um before he, he hangs up the boots. And obviously with them coming up, playing the same level again next year, I think potentially that's the move that will happen. But yeah, McGoldrick is uh is staying where he is for now, unfortunately a man of. But uh yeah. <laughs> no doubt we'll probably have if we don't if we don't go up, we'll have Curtis Davis scoring a ninety plus four minute goal against us next season for Orient. You can you can just see it now, can't you? I'll actually well, cry for that. <laughs> Well, let's talk. Well, obviously, we know most of us listening, us four, will know what needs to happen for us to get the playoffs. But let's just talk quite quickly through the remaining fixtures. So, um, obviously, we've got Portsmouth next Saturday, and then we've got Sheffield Wednesday away. Bolton have obviously got a game in hand, and they've got um, Accrington. uh, That'll be this Tuesday um, or Wednesday, depending on when the 25th is. Um, and then they've got Fleetwood and Bristol Rovers. I think we we're, we're all in agreement that Bolton are there. Is that is that right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah.
4: Barring them losing, I think but they I think Bolton have have to lose all three games for them not to be in there.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. And then Peterborough, Bristol Rovers at home. As we said off air, Bristol Rovers have also got a game midweek. I feel like that's a bit of a home banker for Peterborough. I think they'll bounce back and get a result there. And then obviously Barnsley last game of the season away. So two tricky away fixtures for both Derby and Peterborough. I guess my worry is that both, well, potentially both Barnsley and Sheffield Wednesday might not have anything to play for. If it goes down to the last game of the season, that's going to be a real worry, isn't it? I mean, we don't want that, do we, Vic?
3: No, no. We've had enough uh, last-day dramas of the last few seasons. I think (laughs) we we can try and get it done on Saturday against Portsmouth. Uh, Portsmouth's a very winnable game in my eyes because I think they'll be on the beach now. They know they can't make the playoffs. Um, They'll probably finish where they are now. So hopefully they're they're already thinking about their holidays and we put in a performance, get it done. Um, Bristol Rovers are a decent side, though, as we found out. So I think they might give Peterborough a game. I mean, Peterborough lost... I guess it three 0 at home, um, but they've had shock results at home as well. So maybe Bristol Rovers can do the favour. We can wrap it all up. But if it has to go to the final day, then I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll uh, rise to the rise to the pressure and we'll uh, we'll get the three points if we need it, or a point depending on the situation. But um, yeah, let's, let's get it wrapped up next Saturday.
1: Yeah, we will see. We will definitely see. I mean, uh, a penny for Joe Wildsmith's thoughts if. He's obviously in goal for Derby against his boyhood team. And there's, you know, a a result either way would would mean Sheffield Wednesday go up automatically or Derby go up through the playoffs or get into the playoffs. Sorry. I feel like he potentially, and this this is probably, you you might not agree with me, Chris. Um, We don't always agree, which I think is a a good thing. But (laughs) I feel that Wildsmith has the potential to, to let the occasion get to him. And I really worry about Sheffield Wednesday that last game of the season and think he's been brilliant all season. He really has. But I can see him either having a great game or dropping an absolute shocker. And I think the shocker, in my eyes, is more likely. That's got to be a pressure situation, hasn't it? Back at Hillsborough for the first time.
4: Yeah, of course it is. But that he's a, he's a professional footballer. You know, Derby pay... Um, Derby pay his wages, and I think he's been excellent for us this season. I think had it not been for the likes of um, likes of uh, McGoldrick, he was right up there for my vote for the for the Jack Stamps Trophy. So no, I I can't see it being being a major issue. Obviously, the hope would be that we go into the Sheffield Wednesday game um, having already um, secured it, or go into the Sheffield Wednesday game with Sheffield Wednesday not being able to reach the reach the top reach the top two but then we'll turn around in two weeks time and say oh that was the best best way of doing it wasn't it a last minute equaliser or last <laughs> last minute winner that's why we love football but now I wild Smith I think he I think he's been too good to let the occasion get um let the occasion get to him and I'm Saying that more with hope than expectation, but honestly, I think he, he's not—he's not hot-headed. He's not done anything, in my opinion, this season that's been hot-headed. He's not a—he's not um, a Joe Hart that you know goes completely mental uh, um, before the game. He's been a really—he's been one of those players this season who you really, really trusted. And I've go into the Sheffield Wednesday game, no matter what position we're in, trusting him with that shirt.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no I, no I agree.
4: No you well, don't because you said well, you, you said he was he was going to make a complete racket.
1: <laughs> well, look Chris, this is the situation. I put a question to you, you changed my mind then I agree with you. You know, I'm sure we've had this Online, mm. offline, many many times.
3: So um, true. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Let's yep, both. Vic, get... have,
2: Vic, have they actually ever agreed on a point? I can't remember it. <laughs> I can't. I can't remember it. I was
3: going to say on the Wildsmith. Maybe he's got a point to group Because don't forget, Shepard, the fans did it. Now he's East. agreeing with Vic. <laughs> 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 Look, let's, My... all get in a, let's all get
1: in a pond, and we can all be koi carp together. Absolutely. You
4: know?
1: <laughs> well, we're getting carried away long a little may, bit. Long may that continue. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we're getting a bit carried away. Obviously, we'll have a preview um, ahead of the the Sheffield Wednesday game, so we'll be able to have a bit of a chat next Sunday about that. But you know, we're always going to get carried away because we are two games before the end of the season. But before I ask you the Pompey prediction, um, we'll go round and, and get your predictions. But just quickly, three of you: Will we make the playoffs? Yes or no? Callum? Uh, yes okay uh, Vic. Resounding yes. That took you all. were you thinking, or is that a delay on your microphone? I'm not too sure. <laughs> and Chris?
3: Del- Delaying the microphone. Yes. Yeah,
1: we're feeling positive. I'm gonna say no. Um I'm still Shark,
4: shark, shark. <laughs> Koi carps turned into a goldfish. I'm can we, happy.
1: No one reel happy, that
2: fish please, and just chuck it in a box somewhere, please. Yeah,
1: yeah I'm happy to prove him wrong. So hopefully next <laughs> Sunday we can all uh, we can all celebrate and, and be in the playoffs. But so yeah, you can't see us else. winning our, our
4: last two, or you can see us messing it up on the final day.
1: Well, I will start with my prediction for Pompey, and then that'll let you into a, a bit of an insight. Thanks. I think we're going to draw. With Pompey, I think it's going to be one all. That's going to be my my prediction. I think McGoldrick will score, um, but we'll uh, yeah, there'll be a there'll be a sting in the tail. Cal,
2: yeah, I'll I'll probably have to I'll have to actually agree with you, which is going to annoy me. But then I think Peterborough will drop points, so I think we'll still be all right. But I think we'll draw one all.
3: Vic, I'm going to go for a two one. We're going to wrap it up on Saturday.
2: Two one (laughs) win.
3: This is where you say 4-1
4: convincing win, Chris. <laughs> I don't think it'll be convincing, but I'm going to go for for 2-0. Two, 2-0. Nil. Two, nil. Clean sheet. Mm.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Love it. Love it. Well, guys, it's been very positive tonight. So thanks so much for, for joining me. If you have enjoyed listening, um, go give
4: us five well, stars on...
1: Oh, sorry, Chris. We have,
4: Jamie. <laughs> We've been positive. You haven't. <laughs>
1: Hey look, I've got to play devil's advocate and I've just got a I've got a temp fate. I've got a tempt fate. I'm I'm very good at doing that. So we'll uh, we'll see what happens next week. We can but, all
4: blame you then.
1: Well you can blame me, yeah, or um or celebrate me. Or um whatever you whatever you like, Chris. Celebrate I, I, like, <laughs> like, like,
4: like like some sort of god page. That
1: is it. That is it. Well like we I'm saying Paige yeah more <laughs> If you enjoyed it, give us a rating. Um, let us know what you want to hear. Uh, we've got the preview ahead of Pompey coming out. Uh, Cal, did you do that one? Uh, I'm
2: doing it on Wednesday and then it'll be released on Wednesday. So it's going to be quite a tight turnaround. But yeah, it'll be released on Wednesday.
1: Nice. Are you interviewing the guy with the bells? who has got the tattoos and where's the hat and the, you know.
2: I think, uh, hasn't he passed away?
4: Bless uh-huh. him. Oh. So I think I so. Well done, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs>
3: And that's a wrap, <laughs> but no,
2: I'm not. No, no, I've got, uh, I've got BBC Radio, uh, I've got BBC Radio, uh, well, whoever, whichever area and coverage, coverage, uh, oh,
1: does Portsmouth. Dear. Uh, I've got them coming down, okay? That's one that's one for Google, and apologies for any uh Portsmouth fans listening. You'll
4: be there on the 8th of May, Jamie. Where's the Queen? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: very true it's very true it sounds like a jamie thing to do it but yeah does. guys yeah. it's been uh, it's been brilliant i've loved the end of this if you've got this far you know it's uh, yeah. it's been an absolute it's been an absolute journey but i'll
0: see you all guys next week take
2: care Cheers, mate. mate thank you mate
0: away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery